how to start? Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome back to the show. In this episode, I sat down with the actor Emil Hirsch. You know him probably best from Into the Wild, where he was the star. But he's got 70 credits to his name. You've seen him in The Girl Next Door, Lords of Dogtown, Alpha Dog, Speed Racer, Milk, Killer Joe, Savages, Lone Survivor, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, to name a few. His latest film, Walden, Emil plays an unassuming court stenographer in a small southern town, when he discovers he's dying, he decides to exact revenge on criminals who escape prosecution. In this interview, Emil discusses the trouble with commercial auditions as a kid, how his approach to acting has changed over time, advice from Robert De Niro, inspirations from Seymour Hoffman's Capote and Ned Flanders for this latest role. Here's my conversation with Emil Hirsch. Other kids loved movies, I know, but like I'm just... I like there was it was like my favorite thing was going to the movies. And uh I just it just completely captured my imagination and I was like I was one of those kids where I would get out of a movie and I'd be like that's my favorite movie. You know, but it would be like every movie I would see would be my favorite movie after after I would I would get out of it. Like pretty consistently. Um and so being such a big fan of movies it was like being in movies was like that would be like the coolest thing ever you know especially like you see a movie where you know it's like some crazy adventure on another planet or something like you know you're like i want to do that you know what i mean <laughs> you, you don't realize at the time there's green screen and blue screen, but like as a kid, you know, it's like, you're like, Oh my God, that would be so awesome. Um, you see a movie like Apollo 13 as a kid, you're like, I want to go to space. You're like, I don't know about being a real astronaut, but man, making a space movie would be incredible. Um, so it was something that, you know, it just captured my imagination, uh, as, as a kid and, and kind of, you know, led me into it. Was there a certain point or role where it felt real that you felt like you could really make a career out of it? I think, you know, I was always like, I don't know, you know, like the idea of being remotely successful as a kid. It's hard when you're a kid because it's like, like I go to a commercial audition or something, but there would be like 300 names on the sign-in sheet so just like from a numbers point of view you're thinking this ain't looking good right you're like i mean and honestly like i didn't really get almost any commercials i went in almost ever um so starting out going on a lot of commercial auditions and not really getting any of them definitely kind of got me a little shook in terms of like you know, it's kind of like playing a season of Little League and like striking out and then being like, ah, I still want to be in the MLB, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. And uh, 
And then I, I, I started, you know, doing like guest star work on TV shows and stuff. And I started to get a lot more roles a lot easier um, when it was like actual parts. Right. And I was like, well, okay, this is maybe, maybe this could be something. And um, I think it was probably, I did a, I did an episode of NYPD Blue when I was like 14. And David Milch, the showrunner, he really liked my audition. And he uh, he wrote me just a really great scene uh, with Bricky Schroeder. He like rewrote it kind of because he was into what we were doing. And um, I had a great time and scene was super rad. And I, I feel like that was when I was like, that felt like I was like, wow, that was like a cool dramatic scene that this, this showrunner, David Milch, you know, he, he believed in me to like make it a bigger scene. And, 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 and that was sort of when I was like, I'm feeling better, but uh, I don't think it was until then that I, you know, cause I was kind of like, I don't know, you know, it just, everything you hear is like, getting having a chance to act for a living people are like oh there's a 200,000 actors in LA like you know there's no way so i wasn't i wasn't exactly someone that was like uh thinking uh, long term it was like a slam dunk or anything like that you know i would really like i would i would really compare it to being you know a kid in in uh, little league and like you know, not not being like some huge kid on the team and just like hoping someday you'll play and professionally or something, you know. Has anything like really changed about your approach to auditioning or acting in like since that time? I mean, any, any the way you think about it? I just think with with more experience, maybe you're you're kind of like you're a bit more relaxed and you know like robert de niro he's always saying that's like the most important thing is like to be relaxed and i kind of get it i get it because um you know young actors they tend to kind of like they'll kind of put a lot of pressure on themselves or they'll they'll kind of like psych themselves out to a certain degree or they'll load up their head with a, you know, a bunch of like acting class stuff, which can be really helpful, but, you know, applied in the wrong way can kind of just like psych you out additionally. You know what I mean? Um, and I think like, the older you get, you're more relaxed. You kind of like, you care less about like acting well. Mm -hmm. And, um, and as a result, you're, uh, ironically just better and can, it's just easier. <laughs> I don't know. It's, a, it's like a weird catch 22, you know, all the young actors, they want it so bad. And then, like, they're not as good because of that. It's like this weird thing.
you seem very prolific you've done like four to six movies the last two years i'm sure there's some like scheduling with the pandemic type things going on there too but what kind of leads you to say yes to a certain role is it just variety or some other intangibles i really do like the variety um i love different genres you know it's like you finish a film in one genre and you're like eh. and yeah you might not want to do a movie shortly after if it was the same genre you'd be like eh, i already did that but when it's a totally different movie it it doesn't it feels different you know i did this movie um called prey with uh ryan Phillippe, which is going to come out and it's like this it was this survival movie of these like kind of expats transporting these goods on a private plane and it's like they have to survive in the wild and all these lions are coming after them and stuff and it was like i i had done a totally different movie right before Mm -hmm. and it was like it was fun to just jump into this kind of survival genre right away what stood out about walden for you it's a very like unique story what kind of stood out for you um I really liked the the like serial killer thriller aspect. Those are films I like a lot. And um and also like that job was something that I you know, growing up m- one of my next door neighbors her and her husband were both stenographers weirdly enough. And I never knew they were called stenographers. They were just like court reporters. Mm-hmm. And they actually had a court reporting school next door to my house. So like, it was like this weird thing where there would always be like stenographers going in and out of it. And Pat and her husband, Frank, I think. Frank, yeah. Uh, they were like court reporter slash court reporting teachers. And so I was like, court reporter. I was like, and then instantly, like the memories like came back and I was like, oh yeah, court reporters. And um, I don't know, it was like, it felt like un unwalked territory, you know, something, something I hadn't seen before. Yeah, it's and, definitely uh, like a side character typically or like just in the yeah, yeah it's like the guy that's just kind of looked over or girl mm-hmm. and um but it made sense and it's funny because we had a screening uh, for walden where we had a bunch of we screened it for a bunch of court reporters and they were like they loved it they were like yeah <laughs> and like they were when it when when my character says like I'm a court reporter or also known as a stenographer or whatever, like they were like cheering in the theater. Like it was kind of cool. Um, but it's like you have to imagine within that context, they're hearing everything all the time. And uh all they can do is write the stuff down. And it's like you could imagine that they would have pretty strong opinions about the people that they're writing about you know (laughs) because these are very very intelligent people they're not like just you know and um 
I think the chance to kind of get a play, a stenographer, especially one like Walden, who's so like kind of funny, darkly funny and quirky and, you know, the friendly neighbor and this kind of like repressed button down kind of person. For me, it was a chance to, you know, really kind of create a character. And I didn't want to, I wanted to create a character that, people felt like they hadn't seen before in a bunch of movies. And that was important to me, you know? So I, you know, I pulled certain influences, you know, like I love Philip Seymour Hoffman and Capote. I love Sean Penn and Milk. I love Ned Flanders on The Simpsons. I love SpongeBob SquarePants. (laughs) These were all like characters that like inspired Walden. And, you know, so I would sort of be, turning the dials a bit and um and then i i kind of just instantly saw walden in like this this flash where i was like oh my gosh that's the guy it was a really kind of weird moment um it hasn't happened quite like that for me that often where like all of a sudden it just all clicks just all like the whole role just like fell into place it's really and, this this character is like someone who doesn't have a voice. You're literally giving a voice, but all the roles you mentioned, the way you're portraying it has a unique like the pitch or the voice is different, especially I think of Capote in the way that you play this. Is there any more thoughts on like there's just like it came to you to to speak a certain way about the role? Yeah, I mean, you know, Capote to me showed that you could do um a really unique voice in the setting of like a thriller and a drama and still have comedic aspects to it, but it wouldn't, it it didn't, it didn't, it doesn't just undermine the movie. Like the movie still survives as a drama. So I was like, well, that's like your, to me, that was like the proof of concept. I'm like, okay, well like Hoffman showed it works if you do it well obviously he's philip zimmer hoffman and i was like okay so i know i know it can work right and then i was like well what's the voice how do you find the voice and um you know that was where i you know it was like kind of taking some of those other influences of you know him and flanders and spongebob and people from the south that i've met and um and then it was like kind of like i would almost say it, it was like akin to like just like tuning a radio or you know mm-hmm. i've made a lot of music in the past with this french producer guy the frenchman mm-hmm. so i'm like used to turning a bunch of dials and trying a bunch of sounds and trying and, and and sort of retrying and um a, a certain amount of like really like focus where like you don't just settle on the first thing like you 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 really take your time and when when you hear the sound that you know is the one like i know the feeling because when we make music i i know when we have it and that was just what i felt on this it was like i sort of just played around with vocalness 
and um and then for whatever reason i was lucky enough to where it kind of just like i found the the one that i liked and it was kind of like a collage of of influences but it but it needed to be walden's voice you know what i mean it it, it was so specific that it had to just be it had to be i wanted it to be his you know i wanted it to be its own thing i wanted i wanted walden to be a character that wasn't like any other character to where if you were to you know if someone did it you'd be like oh that's walden you know i i wanted him to i wanted i wanted him to have that kind of specific identity hmm. and uh so that was what i what i aimed for once you kind of find all that and, and the motivation, is it easy enough to dip in and out of that, like between days and stuff like that? Do you, once you have it, is it easy for you to kind of step back into it? Well, the hardest part about like di dipping out of it is sometimes like you're having so much fun that it's like, you're like, you like, like it, you know? Like, I think a lot of actors that like stay in character, um, I don't think that they only do it because it's like this like self-punishment. I think a lot of them are just like obsessed with their work and they're just like, they're enjoying it. I think that's probably the truth. And I had a lot of fun with Walden and yeah, it's like, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I would go home and just like, yeah, just have fun. And my son was staying with me and we, my nephew and we would go to like six flags on the weekend and you know have a have a good time and but like you know walden was like so specific it was like you almost couldn't forget him you know it wasn't like oh what, what was he like you know it's like no like once you know that guy you like you like know exactly who that guy is you know uh, I think we're almost out of time. Do you have any advice for actors breaking in today, either persistence or anything like that? I mean, persistence has always been, um, you know, my most important, like, piece of advice, you know, if you really enjoy doing it. It's like, if you really enjoy doing it, you can do it in, you know, in, 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 in some way you know, and, and acting is fun, you know? Um, and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a job that is so closely like tied into who you are mm -hmm. that when you get discouraged, you know, it really hurts. Cause it's like, they didn't just like the character. They're like, they didn't like me, you know, it's, it's like you, your person. So, you know, I do think that like, the ability to put that a little bit into perspective for yourself it, it it is important so that like you don't let the lows take you down you know what i mean like you gotta you gotta kind of like think about it in terms of um, a marathon and not like a race you know if you think about it in terms of a marathon you know it's like a long-term a long-term investor versus a short day trader, you know, a short day trader stock drops and he's like hurling himself out of the 50th floor window. But like uh, a long-term investor is like, you know, not even blinking. He's like, eh. you know, I, I think that that's, 
you can if you if you know you love it and you can think about it like like a long-term investor those emotions that get associated with success or failure bother you less thanks so much for tuning into the show before you take off i want to give you a free gift I'm giving you my first book, Ink by the Barrel, for free. That's the digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com. Inside this book, you'll learn how to annihilate writer's block by embracing Elizabeth Gilbert's playful trickster mentality. You can learn to weaponize your anxiety with Kevin Kelly's different is better approach. And learn how to defend your time with Ryan Holiday's calendar anorexia mindset. There's just a few other ideas in the book, Ink by the Barrel. It's also based on over 400 interviews I've done right here on Creative Principles. So go steal that book right now, Ink by the Barrel, to learn how to be a prolific writer. You can get your copy that's digital download and audiobook at brockswinson.com, B-R-O-C-K-S-W-I-N-S-O-N.com. If it's your first time here, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.